as we speak to our God, make our confession. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. You know, in Psalm 105, verse 5, I mean, I'd like to start a little bit for, for that scripture. Very important. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. How many remember that scripture? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all of his benefits. Tell your soul that. My soul, don't forget all of his benefits. God has benefits for your soul. He forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. But notice what it says in verse 5. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed as the eagles. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed as the eagles. He satisfies your mouth with good things. And I'm going to suggest to you, he's not talking about steak or hamburgers or salad. That's not what he's talking about. But he's talking about something that you will put in your mouth that can renew your youth, that can destroy weakness in your body. So that your youth is renewed as the eagle. I want to suggest to you that God was talking about the communion. I've always wondered about that. What does it mean? Satisfy my mouth? Steak? Beef? Hamburgers? What am I talking about? All the bad food. That's not what he's talking about. He's satisfied. Steak cannot renew your life as the ego. No matter what you eat, cannot transform your life so that you have strength. We're talking about the communion. And I'm going to, as we go through the scriptures, you will understand. God was prophesying about what's going to come to us in our time with regards to the communion. If you understand what the power is in the communion. So important. When God created Adam... God never made any provision for medicine, for his health. All God gave to him was food. God told him, he said, see, Genesis 1.29, see, I have given you every herb, and he said, I've given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree, Whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be food. What God gave to them was food. Food. That was supposed to take care of them. They were supposed to live eternally. They were not supposed to be sick. As long as they were eating what God gave to them, they will remain healthy. 
they will remain healthy without sickness. But when they sinned, everything changed. And God had to do something about it. You know, the first communion was at the last Passover. The first communion was at the last true Passover. Because right after that, we don't have Passover anymore. Some people still celebrate in Passover, but in the mind of God, that was over. Communion took the place of Passover. We don't have true Passover anymore. So Jesus ate the Passover with his disciples, put an end to it, and he took from what they had to establish the communion. So it's very powerful. The first Passover was in during the days of Moses, when God was ready to free his people from the land of Egypt. That was the Passover. God made them to kill the lamb. And it was their responsibility. Notice, God didn't care whether you were an Egyptian or a Jew. All he wanted to see, kill a lamb, put the blood on the lentil and the doorpost of the house, and make sure you eat that lamb with unleavened bread, and with, with bitter herbs. Whether you are an Egyptian or an Israelite, it don't matter. It's your responsibility to take that lamb, kill the lamb, put the blood up, where God told you to put the blood up, and, but you must also eat the lamb roasted with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. Why? Because sin makes our lives bitter. Sickness will make our lives bitter. Steals from us. Cause us to be very concerned in the home. Wondering what's going to happen now. What if daddy dies? What's going to happen to us? So they had to do that. But the Passover lamb was for their freedom. If they did that, they knew the scripture, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That was for their freedom from slavery. Not only to free them from Egypt so that they move out of Egypt, but to free them from Pharaoh and his officers, demons and Satan himself, and all the oppression. When they received that, they didn't have to do anything. All they needed to do for their freedom was eat that lamb. Put the blood there. And that was for their freedom. And God commanded them, you must continue to do this. When you get to the land, you must continue to do this. Remind yourself of this. And we wonder why. So God gave them that. But the communion was before Passover. The way God does his things. Whatever was before the law 
is above the law. Communion came before Passover. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 14, Abraham encountered a man named Melchizedek. Melchizedek was a priest. Hebrew chapter 7 tells us a lot about Melchizedek. He said he, was, he had no genealogy, no father, no mother. Nobody knew where he came from. That's the kind of man he represented. He was the priest of the Most High. He was the king of righteousness. And the king of righteousness came and met with Abraham. Guess what he gave to him? Guess what he, got, he gave to Abraham? He says, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Nothing else but bread and wine. And then he blessed him. He blessed him. That's what Jesus is doing. He comes to his disciples on that Passover feast. He gave them bread and wine. That's what Melchizedek did. And Abraham is the father of faith. So this thing has been way back there. That's what God has ordained for his children. To keep them strong. That they'll take that good thing into the mouth. I will satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed. God just talking. No, he means what he said. If you do it, your youth will be renewed. This power, the power of the bread, we're coming to that, and the power of the blood of Jesus will destroy weakness in your life. Yes, let me just go ahead and digress a little bit here. Uh, you can see right after God gave them that, the Passover, they went into the wilderness. God replaced the Passover meal with manna. It's, all, it's about food, what you eat. He replaced it with manna. So for 40 years, they were eating manna in the wilderness. Let me read what the scripture says. Psalm 105, verse 37. He also brought them out with silver and gold. And there was none feeble among all the tribes. For 40 years, no weakness. For 40 years, no sickness. Yes, God destroyed them, some of them in the wilderness, but it wasn't by sickness. They, we are told there were about 3 million people. 3 million people in the wilderness. No one was weak. Because they were eating the heavenly bread. Remember they were arguing about that with Jesus. Our fathers, gave, our fathers ate world, uh, manna in the wilderness. They remember that. It's about what they ate. But they ate. There was no one that was feeble among them. And also in the same chapter, Psalm 105 verse 13, it says, When they went from one nation to another, and from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no one to do them wrong. No harm must come upon them. No one, God will not allow it. So Satan cannot harass you uh, if you are partaking of the communion. Amen. 
And we're coming to that. Satan has no power over your life if you are with the communion. That's what Jesus gave to us. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes. So, so why is he doing the same thing? Yes, he rebuked the devil for your sake. When he tries to put something on you, God says, no, you're rebuked. You can't put that. It's covered by the blood. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. You can do it to the rest of them, but not God's children. You can go past them. You can do whatever you want. Angel of death. You can do whatever you want, but you can't touch the children of God. They're free from that. So he warned them, do not touch my anointed ones. Every one of you that has been filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you are his anointed ones. And he's telling the devil sickness and disease and everything, don't touch them. Don't touch the anointed. No one, he won't permit anyone to do them wrong. They want to do them wrong, but he won't permit it. They are struggling to hurt them. God says, no, you can't do it. You saw that with, with uh, Job. Satan says, hey, you covered him around. You can't, I can't touch that fellow. I can't do anything to him. I can't touch his children. I can't touch his property. I can't do anything. Because you said no. That's what God's saying. When you are a child of God and you're following God, God says, these are my anointed ones. You are not permitted to touch them. Why are children of God going through this? My people perish for lack of knowledge. It's not like they are going to hell for lack of knowledge. They are suffering because they don't understand what has been freely given to them. The communion table is our food from heaven. God will always give them food. Something to eat. The Passover lamb. Manna in the wilderness. And, and then Jesus gave us that food from heaven. At the communion table. Every time you come to the communion table. You are renewing your eternal life policy. Every time you come to the table, you are renewing your health insurance that you will never need. Don't forget the benefits. That's what you do every time you come. That's why the Bible says, if you, if you eat from that bread and you drink of that blood, unworthily, you can be sick, you can even die because it's not ordinary. That's the policy God has given to us. At the communion table, your natural life is swallowed by eternal life. Swallowed up. Your natural life is susceptible to all kinds of things. Sickness and disease, pain and all of that. But at the communion table, and Jesus said it, and we, we were going, that, going into that very quickly... He says, everyone who eats my body, who eats my flesh and drinks my blood, he lives by me. Just as I live by the Father, that's how you're going to live. And you can't put those things on Jesus' body because he's living by the Father. It's all about food. Jesus told them. He told them in John chapter 6. 
He says, I am the living bread. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. It's about what you eat. I am the living bread. They ate manna in the wilderness. They all died. But the Bible says there was not a feeble person in all of their tribe for three million people eating manna in the wilderness, no medicine, no doctor around for 40 years. And we have a better covenant. We have a better covenant. So Jesus tells us, your father ate that, but this is the bread that came down from heaven. The bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. If you eat of this bread, your natural life will be swallowed up by your spiritual life. Eternal life. It says, and the bread that I shall give is my flesh. That Jesus speaking. Which I shall give for the life of the world. If he gives his flesh for the life of the world, then you have his life. He says, I'm going to give that for the life of the world. He says, the Jews then called it among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? You would think Jesus will back off. Because it's, it's almost like he, this is false doctrine. A preacher telling people to eat his flesh and drink his blood? That's crazy. You would think Jesus would back off, but he knew what he was saying. He meant what he was saying. They quarreled among themselves. They quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? But Jesus said to them, I'm telling you the truth. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. You don't have any life in you unless you eat His flesh and drink His blood. blood. Whoever eats my flesh, verse 54, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I'll raise him up at the last day. Then he went on to say, For my flesh is food indeed. My flesh is food indeed. And my blood is drink indeed. Just like Abraham had from Melchizedek. The bread and the wine. He who eats of my flesh and drinks of my blood abides in me and I in him. In other words, you make your living in Christ and Christ is making your living, his living in you. He is the vine and you are the branches. Everything that flows through the vine flows through the branches as well. If he cannot be in the vine, he cannot be in the branch. But if you eat his blood, I mean drink his blood, and you eat his flesh, then that's when you are abiding in him. 
I know this is a mystery, but it's by faith. We don't understand it, but we have to receive it by faith. So what cannot be in the vine cannot be in your life. If you say that Jesus cannot have that, well, then you cannot have it. The last communion we had, somebody was healed. Would you stand up over there, lady? You there? Stand up. Yes. God healed her. The last communion you shared with us, God healed you. Do you see have the pain anymore? The sickness is totally gone from the communion. Because I was sharing the same principle. You can receive your healing. She, God froze her up whilst after she took the, the wine. She was frozen up there and she wondered what was going on. And then later found the sickness is gone. Sickness gone. Natural life swallowed up by eternal life. Amen. Sickness destroyed. When eternal life comes and the fire of eternal life, the light of eternal life, when it comes into it, it destroys everything. That's not life. Sickness cannot bring life. So when there is sickness in the body and eternal life comes in, sickness has to vacate it. Amen. It's all by faith. It's all by faith. It's all by faith. It says, my flesh is food indeed. I know it's crazy for, for us Americans. How can, you give, how can we eat human flesh? We're not talking about that. You have to see it with spiritual eyes. It's food indeed. But this food is greater than medicine. That's the food that heals. It's bigger than medicine. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Who, uh, he who eats of my flesh and drinks of my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of my Father. So, he who feeds. Hear the word? He who continually feeds on me, the flesh in the blood, will live because of me. God will do that for us. Amen? There are, there's no greater medicine than the blood of Jesus and the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is, you can't find any specialist hospital or hospital anywhere that is better than the blood and flesh of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we were healed. According to the scriptures, you will not find any kind of chemotherapy or radiation treatment or any kind of treatment that is bigger and better than the flesh and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the great physician, the great specialist, is in his office at the communion. He carries out surgery without hands. There is no spilling of blood, no needles, no knives. 
When you go to the great uh, physician, the Lord Jesus himself. You don't have to wait for six weeks to recover. You'll recover right there at your communion table. That's the way Jesus does it. There is no better physician in the whole world than Jesus himself. You must understand this. We can read everything about the, old, the New Testament church in the days of Peter. But one thing you will not read about much is sickness and disease among them. Yes. Because daily they broke bread. From house to house. They were breaking bread daily. You know Smith Wigglesworth? Many of you have heard about him. Smith Wigglesworth took communion every single day. To maintain his health. Because when you take that bread, it's bread in your hand. But in the mind of God, don't understand it, don't ask me questions. In the mind of God, you are just ingesting the life of his son. And when he starts flowing through your veins, sickness says, I'm out of here. Can't tolerate this. That's what he did. Every single day, because Smith Wigglesworth understood the power of the communion. You stay healthy. I shall do that by faith every day. That's why Jesus gave that to us. No more manna. But we need our own food. They had their miracle food. Jesus said, look, what they had, their miracle food from that time, you can't compare that with what I've given. You see, they had manna in the wilderness. That was okay. But this is the bread that came down from heaven, from the very presence of God. That any man can eat that and get well. And stay well. That's what he's telling us. That's what, even though they argued with him, they fought with him, they were angry. Some of them abandoned him. He would not back up because that was the truth. And you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. He, this is the truth. You take it and you believe it and it flows through your veins. He renews your strength as the eagle. He satisfies your mouth with good things. The communion table, not steak and eggs, but communion table. As you take that, it flows through your body and you can live and your youth is renewed. You know, Caleb said, I'm 40 years old and I've been eating manna in the wilderness all this time. I am as strong as I was 40 years back. Give me that mountain. I want it. I still have the strength. And Joshua, at 80, he was a warrior. Because they were eating that miracle bread. God gave it to Adam. Abraham. The Jews passed over. And then when that went off, he gave them manna in the wilderness. Maintained them with manna in the wilderness. So that there was not a sick person among all of their tribes. And for us believers, the New Testament says, He says, this is my body. This is my body. And I know, I know you're having bread in your hand. But God calls it, this is my body. He still looks like bread. But in the mind, spiritual eye, you're taking in the life of the Lord God. And no cancer can handle that. 
No cancer can handle that. No sickness can handle that. He said, I'm out of here. We don't know if Smith Wiggles would ever get in sick. One time he got sick, they did God delivered him. That was it. He knew what God had given to him. Amen. They practiced that in the early church. They had a lot of troubles. But you won't hear about sickness and disease. Because daily, they went from house to house. They understood the message. We have forgotten it. That's why Jesus said, as often as you. As often as you. They practice daily. They were doing that daily. So I don't care what you have in your body. Go and get your wine. And get some bread. It doesn't matter what kind of bread. Just get your bread. Put it in your house. Tell the devil, I'm on my wellness meal. You know, some of us, you take your, commu- your when they give you prescription. Do you miss your prescription? <laughs> the doctors know what they're talking about. Right? You take your prescription, right? God says, I got another prescription for you. Amen. And don't miss your, if you, if doctor, if you, if you're given a prescription by doctor, he'll tell you, you know, you got to take it in the morning, afternoon, and evening. And then you come back, I see you have pain. Did you take your medicine? He says, and you say, well, I forgot. Some evenings I forgot. He said, you're becoming irresponsible. That's why you're so sick. Take your medicine. And they're right. But we got a bigger medicine. Amen. We have a bigger medicine. He's the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says that man, it came down from heaven that man may eat and not die. Eat and not die. It's simple. Sometimes we make things too complicated when it comes to faith. And so we miss everything. And we're trying to work these things out in our mind. The arm of flesh. And it doesn't work. And we keep wondering why it doesn't work. Just take it. Unless you are converted and become as children, you won't enter into the kingdom of God. We make it too complicated. So today, many of us are going to receive our healing. Can I hear amen? Amen. We're going to be receiving our healing. Amen. As we take the communion. Let me... Share this and then we'll close and then we'll go into prayer. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, For I received from the Lord which, that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, take, eat, this is my body. He knew it was bread. But notice what he did. He took the bread from the same bread they had been eating from. Okay? The same bread they had been eating from. Not a different bread. From the same bread. So you can use bread, take some bread at home. You can do that. From even the bread you eat, you can do that. Make sure it's on living bread. God will walk through that. But he told them, you got bread in your hand. Take, eat. That's my body. You notice the disciples didn't ask any question? Master, this is bread. Why did you say it's your body? You just gave us bread. 
you know, they ask questions a lot. When they, don't, when they didn't understand anything, they'll ask him, what are you saying, Master? That's not what you said. But, but this time, they never said a word. They understood what he meant. They heard him preach before. Amen? They heard him preach before. And every one of them wanted that eternal life. So nobody was asking any questions. They took it. He said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Broken so that your body will not be broken. Broken so that your body will not be broken with sickness and disease. That's the truth. It was broken for you, for your benefit. That's what he's saying. For your benefit. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often, as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Then for, or because, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You know what that means? Every time you take it, you're saying, Satan, here is my ticket for freedom. Yes. Here is my ticket for my freedom. I got it. And you can do it every day. And walk just like they did. Walk out of Egypt and Pharaoh watching. They watch the slave go out and can do nothing about it. Because they got their tickets. It's called the Passover lamb. Amen. So every time you do it, you are proclaiming the Lord's death. You are saying, Satan, you can't touch this. You see? You can't touch this now. I'm free. I'm going out. I'm walking out on you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Every time you do it, you do proclaim the Lord's death. You are telling Satan, I have a right to be free. I have a right to enter into my freedom. I have a right to be healed. And that's what we're going to do this morning. You are proclaiming your freedom today. I'm free. Amen. Stand up with me today. We have those that are having, uh, helping us with the communion. Please come. I certainly believe with all of my heart, as you are taking the communion today, the Spirit of the Lord God will go through what you're taking, which is just normal bread, but then it begins to turn that by the power of the Holy Spirit into your healing, and many of you are going to be free from whatever is ailing your life today because God has brought freedom to you.